So welcome again to another episode of Platform 63. Like I say in every show, which is getting a bit old now. Name hasn't changed. I'm still KG. I'm your host. You're stuck with me, but hopefully you're enjoying it. Uh, it's been a journey. And for those that are joining us for the first time, this is a show really about entrepreneurship with entrepreneurs, telling it as it is, just giving us their truth in terms of the journey they've been on, uh, but also some of the challenges they faced on that journey. Feel free to subscribe at the bottom here or to share the video as well. Click, like, comment, whatever it is that works best for you. Now, here's the thing about entrepreneurship, right? At some point, you have to decide to actually start this journey. And that means jumping, doing that big leap. And anybody who's ever done it will tell you that it is possibly one of the scariest things you'll ever do in your life. But at some point, it becomes one of the most rewarding things you can do in your life. And one such man who's no stranger to jumping is sitting with me today. He's the founder of Tomahawk. Am I saying it right? Yep, Tomahawk Distributors. So, so tell me, Tomahawk is um, South American... Native Indian. What is it? What is a Tomahawk? So actually, Tomok is my nickname. Oh, and yeah. it's a name that was given to me um, just one drunk night in my lounge. Best name. And uh, the name stuck with me since then. And I always believe in following passion. And Tomok's been one of my passions. And when I did take the big leap, that was the name that I went for. Love it. Really, really strong name. His name is Tom Bloom, his actual name, right? And he's here to chat to us. Welcome to Platform 63. Tom, let's start at the beginning. Um, anybody who doesn't know you and hasn't had drunken nights with you. <laughs> Take us to, to, to the beginning of, I suppose, your professional career before you did the big leap. Yeah, so I guess it started with school. Um, in Standard 8, um, you know, I was a case student. I always aimed for uh, the 50 percenter, as long as I passed, I was happy. Um, but I always believed in following my passion. And in Standard 8, um, I realized that a lot, of the, a lot of the subjects that I had to um, study weren't really offering me any benefit. Um, I already knew the basics. I asked what my options are. I went to the, the HOD at the time. And they said, your only option is to go to college. And the reason I did that is because my passion then already was business. You know, I loved economics. I loved um, studying for hard for those subjects and putting in the effort yeah. because it's what drove me. It's what inspired me inside. So I went to college, long hair, 16-year-old, uh, motorbike, free. Um, and I did my, my N3, which is equivalent to matric in business. Before you even talk about um, sort of your college experience, you had to have had a conversation with your folks about this. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Just one day <laughs> up and go to No, 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 no. So that was part of it. You know, yeah. I first obviously approached them and said, look, I, I'm not happy. And, and, and thankfully, they supported me in that. And they said to me, okay, well, we will support you if you go to college. Um, already then I was working because I always had something within me that said, if I wanted something in life, I worked for it and I bought it. So if I wanted to wear the diesel T-shirts or the buy the motorbike, my parents said, you can have a motorbike, but you need to buy it. Mm. So I always did that, and I was already pretty independent um, through starting out waitering. Um, even before that, at the age of 15, I used to drive a horse cart at a party venue. Jesus, Tom, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 41 at the moment. But, um, but that's how I started, you know. I always believed in earning my own money and, and wanting to buy my own and I grew up as a, a good kid. You know, my parents always provided. I had a good lifestyle. But if I wanted more or better, I believed in working for it myself. Mm. So I guess that's where it started, um, really at school. And then going to college is where I learned the name entrepreneur. 
And it's something that just almost resonated in my soul and stuck in me. And I never fully um, knew when or what or how then, um, but it's something that lit a light inside of me. And um, after that, I went and worked. I worked in a laboratory for two years, doing night shift and day shift, just a normal mundane job. From that, got into construction, um, started with a little family business, wasn't that small, but started in the, at the bottom, actually as a stores um, clerk, hating life, um, and then um, worked my way up into senior management within that company within five years. Um, after that, I was approached by the last company that I was with, a big corporate called Smith Power Equipment, um, and I was approached to be in sales, selling Polaris quad bikes. Mm. Probably one of the coolest brands um, out there. So I was loving life, um, young, 25 years old, and uh, got into that and very quickly started working my way up through the company um, during that time. So um, within a year, I was promoted to assistant GM and then from assistant GM to ops. And, and I always worked through the company um, going into different positions so I could also understand the business and the company. And I guess that's one thing about me is I always, I needed to understand something to, to enjoy it. Yeah. And in the end, um, I was a director of the business, um, overlooking probably the biggest portion of the business which was agriculture, so I was very involved in agriculture in South Africa, construction, power. Um, I started a number of the, the, the divisions within the company. I started their power division, their construction division, um, and then in the end was handling a, a business that was 150 people under me. Sure. Um, so that's where I ended up, um, but I guess what we're talking about today is the big leap. And that's where I am now. And, and that's what I want to ask. Um, but before we go, that obviously you, you, you spent your time in corporate and you clearly uh, rose up the ranks in that regard. How much of your entrepreneurial spirit do you think uh, influenced sort of that progression through your corporate journey? And was it, always, was it a struggle? Did you always feel like, you know what, I love where I am, but I know that there's something out there for me? I guess it wasn't a struggle while um, I was growing. And, and maybe that's part of always part of being an entrepreneur is maybe you're always chasing some kind of growth or you're looking where the gaps are or the opportunities are. And um, and that's what we do and that's what inspires us. Um, so during the time I was growing, and as I said, you know, I started out in the quad bikes. I then started a, a generator division in the business and we grew to the biggest generator um, business in South Africa for the household and um, general small business type environment. We sold over 40,000 generators into just this market. Um, so I was always growing and I was always being an entrepreneur in that environment. That environment yeah. um, I guess it's it's really towards the end now where COVID hit, um, we became, we were bought out by a big international Dutch company. Great company, great people. Um, I was studying a leadership course through a university in um, uh, Netherlands. So I had great experiences. But when COVID hit and the pressure came and we ended, I ended up spending 90% of my business, um, oh, not of my business, of my time on things that didn't drive me and didn't inspire me, um, that's when I started 
really looking at what are my other options. Um, you know, with COVID, we had to do new business plans all the time. We had to retrench staff. We had to, um, there was a lot of pressure and we were just doing business reports and reports and reports and reports and I wasn't getting time to spend out there with my clients, with my staff um, in, my, in my happy place. Mm. And I suppose that also led to me, part of me making the decision. So we get to the decision and there's, there's two things that I always consider when, when having this conversation about the decision, the big jump, right? And too often you'll hear, in wh whether you're reading it in books or watching whatever it is you're watching or listening, you'll hear people talking about it almost flippantly. Like, you have to jump. You must just jump, man. Why are you wasting your time? Why are you wasting your life? And it's almost uh, ignorant of the reality of everyday life and the responsibilities, especially of adult life. Parenthood, um, if that is the case, being a spouse, a partner to somebody, all those things are part of the consideration. When you looked at that decision for yourself, what were some of the personal sort of conversations you had to have in terms of preparing yourself for this big move? Look, I, I think for me it was probably the opposite because I was at the heart of my career, um, a really good paying job, um, secure job. Like I said, I was studying through universities in the Netherlands. I was traveling. Um, so everyone thought I was living the dream, you know, and they thought thought that's... That's what life's about. But inside me, I had this um, vision or this uh, birth of wanting to be an entrepreneur. So I had to do a lot of um, soul searching, a lot of, um, I guess, just thinking about how I'm going to take the leap and why I'm going to take the leap. And that's, that's what drove me, is the why. You know, why do I want to do this? What is the reason? Because I could carry on and mm. I could have, um, I, I had secure. It was in the world's um, biggest disruptor, COVID. And, um, you know, job security was very, uh, is, is a problem for a lot of people now during this time. Um, but I just realized that I wasn't living my purpose. And, and really, that's what inspired me, and that's what drove me. And that was a lot of the conversations that I had to have with myself. Mm. What is your purpose, Tom? What do you want to achieve? Uh, what is your life path, if I can put it to you that mm. way? And I wasn't on that life path. And, and when I realized that one day, and you know, it wasn't anyone else saying to me, Tom, you, you, uh, you can do better, or Tom, you can. It was something that I had to go through, and I had to experience and I had to have that realization one day. And I just did. You know, I was in a meeting one day and I, I didn't like the way that the meeting was going or the things were going. And I made my mind up. You know, I walked out there, I went and typed out a resignation letter. As I said, I was, you know, um in the peak of my career. Really, really um had great relationships with my peers, with um some of the other um directors from overseas. And I just decided I'm gonna do this. You know, um, and when I told the family members and all those around me, people were shocked. But everyone knew who I am, and I suppose that's where the support came, and that's where the trust comes. And they said, "Okay, well, we we trust you. Mm. Big big leap. Um, we don't know if it's the best thing, but Tom, we believe in you, and so far you've done okay. So let's put a bit of trust in you. You've got a body of evidence to suggest <laughs> you won't screw this up." <laughs> We'll tell, eh? <laughs> Time will tell, but I'm I'm pretty confident, and 
I think that's the one thing. Like I said to you, it, it's something that's inside of you. Yeah. And once you know, you know. You know. So um, I still have that confidence that things are going to be great, and I'm going to step into an even better part of my life, an even better chapter of my life. So, you know, we we're not stagnant people. We want to always grow, and we always want to do better, and we want to do more exciting things. And that's that's the the beauty of an entrepreneur. What I'd like for us to do is is to always leave a blueprint for entrepreneurs who are going to go through a similar experience, right? And I, I love um, the, not impulsive because it wasn't it was an inspired decision, yeah. right? Um, I am curious to 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 talk about this idea of pu- purpose and 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 your why and what some of the answers that you got when you asked yourself that question, um, what what came out of it for you if you're willing to go there for me? Yeah. Um, I, I realize that my purpose in life is to help others, um, you know, and the corporate environment, unfortunately, nowadays you see a lot of people really being suppressed or being unhappy because of the pressure that's been passed down or mm. filtered down. A lot of these businesses have grown to such a big point that to cover all that overhead, they have to filter their pressure down to the staff and to, to everyone else. Um, and so I wanted to create something where I can help people grow. Um, I can help people express their creativity again. Um, I noticed that also in the corporate environment that um, because of all of the rules and the pressure and all that kind of stuff, people actually don't get to truly express their creativity. And we've got an incredible pool of creative people out there that if you let them go, Man, the world's their oyster. Mm. Um, so, I, like I said to you, I, I believe that you need to follow a purpose. And my purpose was to help other people and to see other people grow. Um, and to create something or environment where that will happen. And I think that's what we see at a, a place like this at the station. Yeah. You know, it's about creating a platform or an environment where you can see people grow or you can see them express their true creativity or who they are and what they're about i think one of the most fragile parts of sort of this journey is in almost transposing this vision that you have in your head and your heart and i suppose your spirit right and putting it into an entity um what has that process been for you because a part of it is on a very tactile level creating processes in place that will create this space that is safe for creativity and for, for expression yeah. Uh, practically, what are some of the things that you've had to really consider? So a lot of it, I suppose, is about letting go. And that's often one of the hardest things for us as, um, I suppose, as, as human beings is um, to just trust and sometimes go with the flow. Um, so that was a big lesson that I had to personally go through. You know, being in that corporate environment, I was always a person that was always early. It was always there every single day um i don't i hardly ever took sick leaves i hardly ever um abused time that kind of stuff and that was a big lesson i had to learn coming into the space where you want to be creative where you you want to let go and you want to be free mm. is it doesn't matter if you get to work at nine o'clock as long as you're doing the graft it doesn't matter if you wear shorts to work as long as you're doing the graft it so i had to let go a lot of that kind of stuff um, I brought in a, a, a partner of mine um, who's a very creative person and, and he's been helping me on a lot of the new projects that we're working on and, and coaching him and also letting go and, and watching him 
be inspired again, watching him grow, watching his creativity come to life through not putting restraints on him, not putting pressure on him, through um, encouraging him, through, you know, just being there for him as a, I suppose, as a friend. Um, so I guess the letting go was a big thing for me, mm. um, especially coming out of being a director, out of being a boss, out of being... Um, a good guy, but sometimes having to be a bad guy as well. Um, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, and now trusting and going with the flow. And another thing is I did also go on quite a, a spiritual journey throughout this whole process, you know, really just trusting, really just um, gaining a, a inner peace, um, you know, from um, spending time meditating, spending time um quieting myself and, and not, you know, being distracted, not being all over the place. Was this a journey that was triggered by sort of this decision to go into entrepreneurship or was there something? I think so. Yeah. You know, I, I, like I said to you, I think it's something that's been inside of me for mm. a long time. And um, so I certainly do think that it is part of the journey and part of the process. If you're just joining us, by the way, welcome to Platform 63. Still KG here. Today we're joined by Tom Bloom, talking to him about his entrepreneurial journey, but more importantly, the leap from being in a very secure environment, um, having worked to get to where he was, and then deciding to go into free fall, essentially, which is entrepreneurship, right? Um, and especially at a time when the world is in turmoil, um, you, you'd think he's crazy. A part of me is like, ah, Tom, what have you been drinking? <laughs> I know. A lot of people still think that. <laughs> Let's talk about the spirituality. You know, again... There's the jockey and there's the, the horse, right? The business, you know, one business is another business is another business. Essentially, you can build businesses, you can create systems, but it's really the person behind the business. Yeah. And a part of that composition for us as human beings is the spiritual element. Um, how, how important, you've kind of alluded to it now, but how important do you think that is and how do you think it has helped you sustain this, this sort of seismic shift in your life in the short while? Yeah. Look, I'll, I guess one of the, the lessons that we all learn is... Um, or, or need to learn as entrepreneurs is to trust and a word called faith. You know, there's that word called faith is, I guess, what really sums up the biggest fear of people taking the leap of becoming an entrepreneur. Because we don't know what you're jumping into. You, you, we, we're walking into the unknown. And if you don't have that faith in you or you don't believe that um, good will come of it, you're never going to take that leap. Mm. You're never going to take that step. So I guess that's really um, a crux of being an entrepreneur, is being able to, to, to have faith, um, being able to trust in the unknown. Because as we sit here today, you know, there's still a lot of unknowns that I'm walking into. I don't have all the answers. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying, hey, I'm going to be the next uh, Elon Musk. Or Let's just claim whatever. it. We'll claim it for the universe. But yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah. I do believe um, that you need to be um, spiritual. And I do believe, for me also, it's about being a better person. Mm -hmm. um, one of my core things of my business is giving back. Um, and, and that's part of being a spiritual person, you know, is looking after the universe, looking after fellow man, um, giving back, being kind, being a good person, doing good. So you fundamentally believe that doing good is an important part of, of, of business? 100%. Of right? 100%. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of the big corporates have missed the boat on. Um, you know, it's all about the money. It's all about the numbers. It's 
And, and people know that, you know, it's not an unknown fact. Um, people who are sitting in corporate today will say, I'm just a number. And that's not what life's about. It's a painful feeling. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to be a number. Yeah. So, I mean, you start your business or you launch into the space, again, at a time when the world is spinning <laughs> on its axis and doing all kinds of things. Exactly. Um, biggest lessons from, from that experience, specifically having, having launched around this time, what do you think has been a standout for you? that you otherwise wouldn't have done possibly if it was a different time? I guess the the long and short of it is there is no ever right time, mm. you know. So I couldn't say to you, I'd rather wait a year and do it then because that's the right time. Once you know, you know. So um, it's it's like seeing a person for the first time and falling in love with them, you know. People often say, I just knew mm. because they looked at them and they knew. And so there is no right time. So whether it was COVID or not COVID, um, uh, now was the right time. It just me. felt like the right it, time. It was the right time. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I knew it was the right time. So the signs were there. Um, the fact that things were, the pressure was there and that, um, you know, I was going through all those difficult times or doing things that I didn't enjoy is not a bad thing because that actually pushed me to make the decision, okay, now's the time. Now I'm going to take the leap. So a lot of people can look at those as negatives. I look at it as a positive. It helped push me to make this decision. Um, so there is no right time. You know, Throughout the, the years of wanting to be an entrepreneur, I always knew you've got to take a risk. You've got to take a risk. That's what they teach you. Um, but it's only once I realized what my purpose is. And, and so it wasn't about taking the risk. It was about, okay, now I'm going to follow my purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got to have the faith. I've got to take um, trust. Um, but I believe good things are coming. So, and exciting things are coming. Now you're in the in, in the leap, I suppose, and you it's early days. Yeah. Um, how has that been? How's how's that journey been? Uh, and then maybe let's talk a little bit about the business. What does the business do? What what do you offer? Um, what services do you offer? Yeah. So coming out of import and distribution, um, you know, that's where I've been groomed and. And we, I believe, I've got strengths. Um, I've travelled the world. I've brought suppliers to the country. I've dealt with a lot with those. So, I really believe that's where our, my calling is, and that's where I'll continue to operate. Um, so, when you start out, um, and I've spoken to a few of my friends who've also done this and are also kind of going through the same process, you start grabbing at a lot of different things, and you know, I call it you put your irons in the fire. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's just a natural thing because you want to chase, you know, wherever you start seeing opportunities or wherever you feel um, something might happen. Um, it can be a, a mistake because uh, you need to focus. So um, I, I think a lot of people will go through that, and I think you need to go through that. But at some stage, you need to realize, okay, what is the what is the the best opportunity to win? What are the products that are really going to take off or that I'm going to do well with? So when I started, I had a vision of bringing in the special um, garage cover. Um, I brought one in about two years ago, and you don't get them in South Africa. So I imported a sample. And then I found another product, which is a, a watch that measures your temperature all the time, and I brought in a sample. Um, and on that journey, I then came to where I now believe one of our core business products will be which is bicycles okay tell me more about that <laughs> i'm all ears so after covid um 
I, I started cycling for the first time. Um, I bought a bicycle from a friend of mine that immigrated. And I just enjoyed it, you know. It was a bit of freedom for me again, um, getting into the fitness. I also realized how important fitness for um, individuals today is, but also for guys that are in the corporate environment or in business mm. is. Because when you're out there and your body's feeling good and you're fit and you're strong, you start thinking clearer, um, you... you, you, you I think guys will come out of a depressed type state, which a lot of people are these days, and which I suppose COVID also had quite a lot of a big effect on people. Um, and I just realized the importance of exercise. So it wasn't just cycling, you know, I also was doing a lot of running, I started CrossFit, and I was doing a number of things. But um, whatever I do, being an entrepreneur, I always look for opportunities or how can I do things better or, or you know um, it, it's just it's a natural thing that's in me so if I'll go to CrossFit I'll say yes if I could put big speakers yeah it would be cool <laughs> you know if I went yeah. to cycling I, I, I would say um, how can we do this better and my journey with the cycling started with a product that I found which is GPS units um, and accessories for cycling and it just came as a, as a Facebook ad one day and I immediately contacted the guys um, and I brought in a whole bunch of sample products and I thought, okay, this is going to be the big thing. You know, we're going to get into this. But again, I wanted to do things different. So I didn't want to go through the big cycling shops and, and do it that way. I, I said, let's, let's be careful of that. Let's find our own way. Um, and long story short, the product that we that are that are brought in, um, they already had started sponsoring the top cycling team in Africa, um, and and that cycling team is winning all the races at the moment, and so immediately I phoned up the the people that are running the team, and decided to see if I could get to network with them. But that's another big thing with being an entrepreneur is networking. Uh, you need to have relationships, mm. you know. And um, so I contacted them, and through that, we actually had a meeting. Our first meeting was up here at the station, and we then um, started dreaming. And we decided to, to build our own bicycle brand um, with a purpose. Um, and that purpose is making cycling affordable to not just the masses, but to those that want to really excel in the sport. Um, and um, so we're going to do things differently. And then, uh, you know, I had a vision one day of um, our old quad bike dealers or the Polaris dealers um, that we could help their businesses grow. You know, the, the motorcycle market's declining at the moment. Cycling's just flying all over the world. And... Um, I had a vision of putting a store within a store within all these dealers throughout the country and opening up cycling to a new market, a different mm -hmm. market. So if a farmer walks in there and mm -hmm. he would have wanting or was looking at a quad bike, sees the bicycle and says, hey, tell me about this. And um, it's a good opportunity for those businesses to make some money. So we're still in the um, development stages. We came up with our own brand, um, inspired... Uh, from Italy, um, 
we've trademarked the name. So we'll be bringing in um, frames unbranded and we'll be branding them with an Italian background because of the cycling background of Italy, but with an African theme. So, um, you know, one of the bikes will be called Spear. Okay. Based on the Zulu Spear. So I went out and bought some Zulu Spears. They're in my office. And, and that's, that's how the dream's unfolding. So we're in the early stages. Um, so I can't talk too much about it, but I think I've given you enough to understand a little bit about where we're going and what we're doing. Um, and again, we're partnering with the top cycling team in Africa. You know, and um, if these guys are winning races on the bicycles, um, great PR then. I think we're going to have some uh, good followers. So, yeah, watch Tom, the space. We, we could spend forever talking. I know. Sorry. Yeah, unfortunately I, for you, who's just I've joining us now, too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's did I, did I interview you or did you? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. My job is to listen. I'm here to, to listen, and it's it's really been worth the time. Yes. Um, we wish you all the best with your endeavors currently and all others in the future. I'm sure when we catch up again in a short while, uh, yeah. there'll be a lot to report on. Anytime. Uh, in terms of the brand, the, the bicycle brand, because I've also just started cycling. Recently. Okay. Um, awesome. In COVID, yes. right? <laughs> in terms of the, the, the brand itself, do you, are you able to give us a timeline of when you'll be launching to market? Um, we plan to launch probably around mid, mid this year. Um, so we're busy with some sample and testing um, phases. We've done a lot of the, the development homework. I'm going to give you the name. I was hoping you would. So uh, the that name, was my next question. The, the name is called Potenza. Um, it's a name that we came up with sitting in our office. We went through a whole bunch of different names. And it means power in Italy. And um, we plan to distribute the product not just through South Africa. We've got someone in the UK, Canada, and Mauritius um, that we'll like to be distributing to. And each country will have its flag on the back of the bicycle. So That's it's going to have quite a nice touch to it. It's going to be something different. Um, and there will be a good, better, best option. We also want to get involved in school cycling. So our, our object is to have these bicycles available to the different schools so that they can also use it as part of the sport within, um, within the schools. I'll, I'll and then always there. giving back. I'll earmark a, a Potenza spear. Sounds strong. <laughs> it is strong. Yeah. It is strong. Tom, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. We do have to wrap it, but we look forward to having you back uh, on Platform 63 just to talk about how, how the journey has unfolded over awesome. whether it's months or years, but yeah. definitely a conversation worth revisiting. Thank you. Appreciate it. Before we wrap, we do have a little yes. thing that we do, and I almost forgot. Yes, you almost got away with it. Don't make me sing, huh? <laughs> Uh, let's bring the tequila now. <laughs> so yes. I want to throw a couple of words at you. Okay. First thought that comes into mind, you fire it back at me. Okay. Life is good. Business is exciting. Family means everything. I want to be remembered as being a good person. My biggest fear? Not fearing. My biggest strength? God. My biggest support? God. And in the end, it all means I did it my way. Absolute pleasure. Tom Bloom, this has been Platform 63. My name is KG. I'll see you on the next one. Subscribe, like, comment, and share. Take care. Awesome. <laughs> that was really awesome, Tom. Really awesome. enjoyed that.